Well, hey, my friends, welcome back to the Created to Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Lori Snyder, and I am so honored that you are here with me today. I've titled episode number 51, Three Crucial Aspects of Knowing God Intimately. And these are three things that dramatically changed my life and how I related to God, but really was understanding how he wanted to relate to me. You see, for many years, I struggled in my Christian walk. You know, I would go to church and serve faithfully. I would read my Bible every day, pray, but I really didn't know how to relate to God on that intimate level. And one day in 2006, I heard a scripture from the Message Bible that really opened my ears and opened my eyes. And it's 2 Corinthians 13, 14. And I want to read it from the Message Version. It says, The amazing grace of the Master Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. And that really just turned my my ear because I realized the only time I really heard about the Holy Spirit was when we sung a doxology in church. But no one, you know, none of the pastors or the teachings had ever taught me who the third person of the Trinity is or his role in my life. And I don't know, can you relate to that? But we need to understand the three persons of the Godhead or the Trinity the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, because we're called into a deep relationship with Him. And my hope and prayer is that you would come to know all three persons of the Trinity and discover your self-worth and your purpose and live a life of significance where you're making a difference, not only in your life, but in the life of others. And I have a free gift for you. I am offering a free workshop this week that will help you in your journey of knowing God more intimately and experiencing the life that he desires for you to live his best for you, that life in abundance. And we can have head knowledge of these things, but I want to help you experience it to where it becomes so real to you. And so this live training is going to be Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It will be on Zoom and it's September 7th. Now, no worries if you can't make it live. I will send you the recording so you won't miss out on anything. And I'm not only going to teach, but I'm also going to have some activations so you can easily hear from God for yourself and be confident in that. So go to lauriksnyder.com and sign up. I will also have the link in the show notes. And if you have any questions prior to signing up, just contact me, Lori at lauriksnyder.com or DM me on Instagram or Facebook at lauriksnyder, and that's K-A-Y on Instagram and Facebook. It's spelled out Lori, L-O-R-I-K-A-Y-S-N-Y-D-E-R. All right. So in this episode today, I'm actually going to share a recent live teaching I did with my good friend, Chris Cree of New Creations Ministry. And Chris has been on the podcast before. And once a month, we discuss Uh, a topic and he has me on as a guest and so this was the topic that I wanted to talk about with him and so we're going to discuss some great insights and importance of how God wants to relate to us based upon this scripture 2 Corinthians 13 14. When we recorded this 
Chris sounds great in his audio, but mine sounds terrible. I was having some um, microphone issues, so I sound like I'm in a wind tunnel. So just so you know, my quality is not great, but this teaching was too important. So I'm going with it regardless of the poor audio on my side. So grab your pen and paper because we want to help you grow and you're not going to want to miss any of this. All right, and then share this with a friend too. Make sure you're subscribed and you get this because we give you and I give you a lot of teachings to help you grow and go deeper with God so you can become who he created you to be and live that life in his fullness, his best. All right, friends, here we go. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Two for Tuesday broadcast. I'm your host, Chris Cree, and today we have Lori Snyder on with us, and I am excited about that, and we're going to be talking about how God wants to relate to us. Well, I'm excited, Lori. I remember when your notes came through and I pulled up that first scripture, because I don't have all of the addresses memorized, <laughs> but I, I saw, I was like, ooh, that's a good one. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So I don't want to... Um, kind of, you know, drive this. Uh, I'd like to hear what, what you have. You, you said you wanted to start with um, the passage in 2 Corinthians. Um, what would you like? How would you like to go? Over to you, Lori, is what I'm going to Help, make me stop talking. It's time for you to talk. <laughs> All right. You know, it's 2 Corinthians 13, 14. And I was transformed by this passage and the journey that the Lord had me on. Um, you know, when scripture comes alive to you, and this was one that the Lord highlighted to me, not just one time, but really had me go into um, really more of a deep dive into the, 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 the words and all of this, because we are all on a journey of learning to trust and follow the Lord. Mm-hmm. And you can only trust someone to, do, to the degree that you know them. To know that they are for you. And when they ask you to do something, it's for your good and it's their loving kindness. And I knew a lot of things about God, but I realized I really didn't know God on that deep personal level. I knew stories, you know, I had the Bible stories and different things, and I read the Bible and I would try to do the things. But the Lord had me go on a journey of really understanding all three aspects of the Godhead or the Trinity. Mm -hmm. And so this scripture is actually a benediction, but the Lord said, Lori, focus on these three things to really understand his character and to have that personal, deep, intimate relationship with him. So that's how that journey began for me. And it's really helped revolutionize Um, not only my personal prayer time, but my relationship with the Lord, but then also how I teach and mentor others, because I have found most people only know one or two aspects of the Trinity, the Godhead. 
And I was one where, um, you know, I knew God, I knew Jesus, but I really didn't know the Holy Spirit. We had gone into, uh, we were part of a, a denomination at the time where the only time we would hear about the Holy Spirit was in the doxology that mm-hmm. we would sing, yep. you know, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And so um, that just began this journey for me. So I don't know if you want to read the scripture and then we can. Yeah, let me just throw it on the screen that. for folks. Um, and really what it's, it says is Paul's writing and he closes out the, the letter of Second Corinthians. He says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. And yeah, that's that's huge because it points out that the one, there are three members of the Godhead, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But what I, what to me, when I when I, you know, that verse came alive for me, same thing, is that I, I was just stunned that wow, each of the members of the Godhead has a slightly different heart towards us. I mean, they're, they're all one person or one, you know, they're all one, but they're three individual people and they relate to us from their own perspective. And, and that's huge, Lori. Yeah, it's important that we know all the aspects, the three different, I call them aspects or roles or personalities. You know, everyone, they try to define the Godhead and, you know, how do you explain the depth you, you really don't but I had to bring it down real simple to teach my children as well so mm-hmm. I'm a very simple person so I the Lord how he showed me was Lori just as in marriage the two become one mm. they're two different personalities but they're in agreement they're in oneness they're in covenant and so that just helped me with walking out okay how do I relate to God the Father, how do I relate to Jesus, and then how do I relate to the Holy Spirit? And like I said, I had no clue even who the Holy Spirit was yeah. or what his what his role was in my life. And so the Lord just broke it down into the three aspects. First of all, it's the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I just started going on this journey of, okay, what does that mean? And it says in John that grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Yep. And, you know, grace is a word that we kind of throw out a lot, but we don't, I have found in teaching women, they really don't understand what the grace of God means. They've been taught perhaps that it's the um, uh, divine favor of God. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly it's his divine influence on our heart, the persuasion of our heart. But um, I know when we were in Bible college, Barry Bennett explained grace as God's provision for our every need that was accomplished through Jesus. Um, but what I started to do is look in. One of my favorite tools is the Blue Letter Bible yep. app. And it's a free tool. So if anyone wants to have, you know, to be able to go to, into a deep dive to get the Greek and the Hebrew and the Strongs and so forth, it's a great research tool. Um, so I also, in, if they don't have the app, they can go to blue level blueletterbible.org as well. Correct. Right. And it's all free. So I just typed in 2 Corinthians 13, 14, and then I went in and did a little search on the different words. Mm-hmm. And grace, when it comes in here and you and you search out what does that Greek word grace means, which is charis, because mm-hmm. we went to charis Bible college. Um, but the first thing it says is grace, that which affords joy pleasure, delight, sweetness, charm, 
loving lovingness, grace of speech. And then it goes into, you know, goodwill, loving kindness, favor. And I just want to stop there because I have some other ones. But I just thought about, oh, my goodness, am I really knowing Jesus in that way? Mm. That his joy, where it says the joy of the Lord is your strength. And, you know, we've talked about joy before uh, on, on your Two for Tuesdays. Um, his pleasure his delight, you know, and then it says in Zephaniah that God is um, dancing and singing over us, that he's delighting every, he delights in every detail of our life, it says in Psalms. And so that just started me thinking of, do I know Jesus in this way? And I had to get real honest and say, I don't know Jesus that way. I know Jesus in the Bible stories, that he did good, but how do I know his grace, his favor, his delight, his joy, taking pleasure in me just trusting and believing in him. Mm. Yeah. And, and the only analogy that I can think of that might even come close is, is a parent's joy at seeing their child accomplish something or do something, or, you know, the first time you, your, your toddler actually takes that first independent step, you know, it's that, that, that kind of a joy yeah. I think that Jesus has towards us um, in, in the things that we do. Yeah. Yeah, it's that cheerleader of, come on, you can do it, always encouraging and, and just celebrating every little thing. And I think of Hebrews 12, where it says, we were the joy set before Jesus that mm -hmm. he endured the cross. And so what I started doing was using my imagination to encounter scripture. And so when I would read the Bible stories of Jesus specifically, what was that like? And I would start putting myself in that story and asking Jesus questions about that. What was, what is your heart towards me if I was that little boy that gave you his lunch so you could perform the miracle of feeding the multitudes yeah. with my fish and bread? It just started changing how I started receiving God's grace. I wasn't just looking at it as I have favor to get a parking spot at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Which <laughs> so you do. I mean, it's, it is that, but it's so much more than that. Right. It became relational and grace yeah. and truth that we are saved by grace through faith. Mm -hmm. So Jesus does his part in that by his grace, everything that he did in the finished work of, of on the cross and his death, burial, and resurrection. And then my part now is to believe and trust him, and then to follow him, to take those steps of faith. And then everything that I need, that's been provided for in his finished work. So it helped me stop striving. And I started to believe to receive mm -hmm. versus striving to achieve. Yeah. And, and knowing that we have favor, you know, the Bible says that Jesus grew in favor with God and man. So yeah. we have favor and that that's what that that grace supplies favor so that we can in you know expect good outcomes because yeah. of that favor yeah. and it's not that we earn it or deserve it or we're better than anybody else it's because of the grace of this Jesus yeah it's a gift mm -hmm. and so we have to receive it and then act upon it and so for the sake of time, let's go on to the, the next one, because um, we could talk about grace. And I know you just have a book. Oh. I'll give you a plug for your book. <laughs> hey! Okay. Yeah, it, it's uh, 
unlock grace power it's a brand new as a matter of fact i've, I've only got a preview copy my my real copies are on the way but you can get them quicker than i can get mine if you go straight to amazon.com but it's it's about how to take the kingdom of god by force you know and and what god's grace equips us one of the one of the chapters i have is is about re not receiving god's grace in vain because you know we receive god's grace but that that prompts a response from us and the bible actually talks about paul warns the church in i think it's corinth to not receive the grace of god in vain yeah. so what we're talking about all that stuff that you just shared about the grace of the lord jesus christ there's an expectation put on us that we do not receive that grace of god in vain and this book kind of helps walk people through that it's a short read it's only about 60 pages yeah. So you can read it in an hour or two. Very yeah, easy. Yeah, it's good. I started it and I love how you start with the mindset mm. because everything is according to how we believe. Yeah. According to our faith, let it be done to us. Well, your faith is really your belief and how that grace of what Jesus has done causes you to take steps of action upon mm. that. So, yeah, it's a great read. Thank um, you. Okay. So let's go on to the love, because I have found that the biggest problem concerning walking by faith is not having our heart established in God's love for us. Mm. Can you explain two things? Because I've heard that statement before, and I, and I agree with it, but I think sometimes people wonder, one, what does it mean to have your heart established in love? And two, what benefit comes out of that? Mm -hmm. Great question. When Ephesians 3, it says that we're to be rooted and grounded in God's unconditional love for us. Establish means you're not going to be shaken. So when circumstances try to dictate um, an outcome to you or say mm -hmm. that this is how it's going to be, the love of God is that firm foundation that's going to keep you anchored and fixed to say, you know what, that might be a fact, mm -hmm. but the truth is Jesus is Lord. I might have symptoms in my body that are a fact, but the truth is by Jesus' stripes, I have been healed through mm -hmm. his finished work. His blood covers it and paid for it. So I, as a child, of God have the right to speak to this mountain, speak to these symptoms, speak to the situation and say, you bow your name mm. to the name of Jesus. Jesus is the name of all, all names. And that love of God, faith works through love, Galatians 5, 6. Mm -hmm. So when I find that I am operating out of a place of fear, because I'm looking at my circumstances, whether it be a bank account or a symptom or, you know, a wayward um, friend or whatever situation, I go always back to the love of God. Mm. Because when I know that God is so for me, you know, David, I go back to David in the Psalms and he talks about if God be for me, who can be against me? That he was so fixed on that God was his source and that nothing that was opposing him was going to prosper because he knew God was for him. Mm. And so faith works through love. And, and it says that God demonstrates his love for us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's not God demonstrated in the past. 
that word is present, that God mm-hmm. demonstrates, and he continues to demonstrate his love for us, and that how great is the love the Father has for us, that we have that we are called um, children of God mm-hmm. and that he has his um, the love of God has been shed abroad in my heart through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, um, and even in John, you know, the most familiar verse in all of scripture, John three sixteen, for God so yeah. loved the world that yeah. he gave his only begotten son. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, it is. And, and an extreme example, I think of that is we can see it in scripture is, is the apostle John, you know, John in his gospel refers to himself as the the one whom Jesus loved, the disciple that Jesus loved. And history tells us in Fox's Book of Martyrs that John was the only one of the 12 that wasn't martyred. Yeah. You know, they tried to martyr him. They, they dropped him in a pot of boiling oil. But that that love of God, he was so, I mean, incredibly established in that one aspect of God's nature that the, the boiling oil had no effect on him. Yeah. <laughs> which I, yeah. I can you imagine being there and seeing that thinking that okay well we know what happens here it's going to be horrible and he's just like taking a bath yeah you know and it's one of those things that has to be spiritually um understood because your natural brain will say well how is god's love for me really going to solve my problem mm. yeah and it does have to come from revelation it's something that works such deep inside your core so that's why your heart is your belief system and God is a heart God. He wants to speak to those deep desires that we have that can only be met in him. It can't be met in, in performance or achievement or in another person or in a bank account or anything. Mm-hmm. It has to be come back to if God is for me, who can be against me? And that takes time and it takes intentionality. And that's where I had to start going into getting in all the scriptures to say, God, how much do you love me? And what is your loving kindness towards me? I mean, it says that a lot in the Psalms about God's loving kindness, his goodness. You know, we sing about the goodness of God, but do we really look for that every day? Are we really setting our mind on, oh my goodness, this was from you, God, because there's no other way that could happen. Mm -hmm. You know, my son just called me, um, I have twins that are in college, and one of them called me yesterday and said, Mom, I just have to tell you something great that happened that only could have happened from God. Oh, wow. So I taught, as I was learning, I taught my kids how to look for the goodness of God yeah. every day. And, you know, David says, surely, I know he had to persuade his heart that he would see the goodness of God in the land of the living today. Yeah. While it's called today, do not harden your heart. Don't become insensitive to the goodness, the loving kindness towards God. And that's where I love that in that grace, it talks about his lovingness. And um, so you're, you're, when you go back to the, the Strong's definition of the word grace, it says goodwill, loving kindness and favor. Yeah. And and that's that that word charis, grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then this particular word in that same verse in, in 2 Corinthians um, 13, verse 14, the love is the agape love. So it's that, you know, there's, there's several different Greek words in the, in the new Testament that describe love. And this is the highest form of love. Yeah. You know, that this is that love that's unconditional, no matter what you do, no matter how, you know, you, you could be the most vile person in the world, but God still loves you because his love for you, his love for us is not dependent on anything that we do to earn it. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. And, you know, that's really the only faith that 
the religion, if you want to call that, is like this. That mm. it's not based on our performance. It's all based on Jesus's performance. That his faithfulness caused us to enter into this divine relationship, which is, you know, it really is mind-boggling. Mind-boggling, and yeah. it's hard. That's why we have to establish our heart in it. It's not something that we can just know from a head perspective. Yeah, we have to have that experiential knowledge. And, and that's why I, you know, I encourage people, you know, pray, ask God to show them how he's, he, he loves them, you know, in a way that speaks uniquely to their heart, because every one of us is different. And something that, that I might feel like, oh, wow, that God loves me. You'd be like, what, huh? And vice versa, because we're all wired differently and that's okay. I just did a podcast, I just released it this week, about receiving from God. Mm-hmm. And we're always trying to do for God, but we have to first receive, because, you know, I've said this before, freely receive, then freely give. Yeah, we can't give and, away something we don't yet possess ourselves. No. And the the commandment that, you know, the first commandment that, that we all know is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Again, you can't give away love if you haven't received it for yourself. But then Jesus even supersedes that. He says, a new commandment I give you, that you would love others as I have loved you, which mm-hmm. is a sacrificial love. And there's no way that we can do that if we aren't established, if we haven't written God's love in our heart and saturated it. And so what I do is I actually help um, women go through activations to where they receive God's love for them. They hear his words for them. And it sounds a lot of times like their voice. Right? Yeah. And it's just such a, an experiential way because that's really, you mentioned John three sixteen that God so loved the world that for eternal life, right? He gave Jesus for eternal life. Well, that word in John 17, three eternal life means that experiential knowing. And that yeah. comes through encountering God's word, encountering his, uh, Spirit and truth, which will then lead into Holy Spirit. So I know we're short on time. So. No, that's a, no, it's it's good. I mean, this is really good stuff. Because huh? <laughs> and Jesus said that he defined eternal life as knowing God, and that's what you're yeah. talking about is that experiential knowledge of knowing God, and it isn't it isn't reserved for you know the the high and mighty super spiritual. It's supposed to be for every single believer and follower of Jesus. So. Everybody can ask God, show me how you love me. Show me, yeah. you know, let, let me know today, somehow. And, yeah. and God is just waiting because that's his heart for us, is that, that he, he wants to love on us. Yeah. You mentioned the child, the toddler learning to walk. And I just had a um, mentoring session with a woman that was having a hard time receiving um, worthiness from God. And... I used the example of a little child. And I said, does that little child try to earn the love of the parent? Do they go, like a two-year-old, do they go and say, okay, I cleaned up my room, so can I have some food now? Right. I, no, they're like, look at me. I'm dancing. Look at my dress. Don't I look great? Here, come play with me. Yeah. Right. And, and Jesus said, unless we're like a child, we're not going to receive the kingdom of God. That doesn't mean that we're not saved. We're not going to see God's kingdom active yeah. in our life. And that's where I think you were talking about, you know, the kingdom of God, take it, the um, 
that we activate it, we take it by force, not in physical force, but it's spiritual through our words. But we first have to believe it. Well, we have to be active and not passive. That's one of the things that, that I see a lot in believers today is they're just sitting back waiting for God to do a miracle. And God does miracles and they, and they even look at scripture and, you know, those who wait on the Lord will have their strength renewed. They're, you know, they'll, they'll rise up with wings like eagles. Well, that you that doesn't mean we sit on the couch. If you if you get into it, that word wait is is an expectant. You know, it's, it's a ready to respond in the moment, the moment something happens. And, and most believers today interpret that as sit back on the couch and wait for God to do something. And my question is, how do you know if your strength is renewed if you're not doing anything that requires strength? How are you going to mount up with wings like eagles if you're sitting back waiting for God to do something? Yeah. So, yeah. so it's that it's that it's really it's it's about being um, determined to receive from God. I and mean, we go through the gospels, we see all of these examples where people really overcame some significant obstacles to yeah. get their miracle, get in front of Jesus to yeah. get a miracle from him. Yeah. They, and they all took the kingdom of God by force by doing that. Yeah. And, you know, it was interesting because I almost, the, the we'll do this next time. Uh, okay. Because the topic I was going to do, and then the Lord just switched it on me, is the kingdom of God operates through delight, mm. not through the disciplines. Say that again. <laughs> It'll be a title. So uh, the kingdom of God operates through delight, not through the disciplines. Wow. That's um, uh, yeah. It's it's deep, but I don't want to go into it. Five minutes. Could we just go right now? <laughs> no, but that word wait and and delight is tied to the word wait in Isaiah forty one, and that word also means to be entangled, to be entwined with right. the Lord. So I'm, we'll I'm, go there next I'm, time. I'm going to jot this down and have it ready and say, remember we talked about it. Can we do it? Because I, I want to hear yeah. it. Yeah. Well, because and and we'll talk about. Uh, I don't, I don't want to go there, but there's just so much people are under so much. Um, they're being put under things to do yeah. things yeah. and God's kingdom works opposite of that. Exactly. And so I don't want to go. I really want to talk about Holy Spirit. And yes. No, we do. We that, that's the third one. We <laughs> talked about the, the, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, which we said was that, that Greek word charis. We've talked about the love of the father, which is the Greek word. Um, uh, agape. So now let's talk about the communion or the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, which I'm just going to tell people is is the Greek word koinonia. So it's that that word fellowship. So go ahead, Lori. What do you want to say about the Holy Spirit? Well, first of all, it's communion is our common union. Mm. We are united with Christ. How are we? We have the Holy Spirit. When we are born again, his Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us. So we need to know who is abiding in us. We always think about abiding in Christ, but we've got to think about who's abiding in us. And the Lord had shown me one time, Lori, if someone came into your house, what would you do? You would acknowledge him. And then he took me to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and he said, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And I thought, okay, I don't even know Holy Spirit. How do I acknowledge his presence? I don't see him. I don't feel right. So we go to the five senses. So that just took me on a deep journey of who is the Holy Spirit? He gives me the power in Acts. It says that he gives me the power to be a witness. 
That doesn't mean I go around witnessing to people by knocking on their doors. It, it goes to really revelation that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. We testify to what the word Jesus has done in our life that has caused transformation. Basically, it's, what you're saying is we just share what the good things that God's done in our lives because it's yeah. the goodness of God that draws people to repentance. Yeah. So that and that goes ties in with everything else that you've shared so far. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit is so good and he he makes you so smart because it says that, you know, he's your teacher, he's your helper, he's your comforter, he's the spirit of truth, he leads you into all truth, he shows you things to come, he helps you pray perfect prayers, praying that for people that you don't know how to pray, he will lead you into how to pray or all of a sudden someone's name or, or face will appear for you and you just start praying for them and then the next day you get a phone call, this just happened to me last week. And so it's just something that it's such, it's part of God's grace for us, that enabling power to do things we cannot do in our own strength. And he's the person of the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you, it revolutionized my life when I started to learn how to cooperate with him, how to have that deep fellowship, how to understand my common union, that I am one, just as the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one, they've invited me into that relationship. And so that was really what started me on an amazing journey of seeing the signs and wonders and miracles flow in me and through me. And everywhere we go, we bring the presence of the Lord because the Holy Spirit is with us. You know, he's in us. So all we, you know, all that's required of us is to let him out. You know, yeah. just, just to, to let it flow. I mean, we, we, we would, Lisa and I met with somebody yesterday afternoon. And as we were walking away, we're like, wow, it's been, you know, that, that person, the presence of God is all over that person. You know, we just knew it. Uh, we yeah. could sense it because that person lets that out all the time. And, and yeah. we, you know, we knew that about that person because we knew them, but yeah. yet experiencing it again was, a, it was another wow moment. And it's like, yeah. I want to be like that. I want to be yeah. a person that you know, people walk away from going, I, I think I was in the presence of God, not because Chris is God, but because God is in Chris. And if I'm not blocking it and keeping it to myself, but I'm letting it out, then more people will experience it. Yeah, it's so powerful. And it will change. It's like, like we hear we're practicing the presence of God. Well, how do we do that? It's through that koinonia, the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And, and sometimes... Well, I was going to say, I, I, I'm, I'm jumping in. I'm sorry. No, okay. Sometimes we, we, we hyper-spiritualize that fellowship. And, you know, I, I use the Chris paraphrase version. And sometimes I'm like, he just wants to hang out. Yeah. The Holy Spirit just wants to, you know, just, just hang out. It's the people that we hang out with that we really, truly have fellowship with. It's not a formal thing. It's, right. it's a very intimate thing. Well, and going back to the marriage example, because marriage, in my opinion, is the closest thing on the earth that we have to experiencing the Trinity. The two become one, the three are one, and it's that abiding, and you know you've been married to Lisa for several years, and I've been married, to Fred and I will be celebrating next month 30 years, Oh wow! By, by, truly by the grace of the miraculous power of God, um, but we can be hanging out with each other, not even talking, but just enjoying each other's company. Mm -hmm. And it takes intentionality. And again, it's one of those things where you have to just by faith, acknowledge it 
and believe yeah. him and know that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in me. Wow. And it's using that imagination and, again, putting yourself into the scriptures. Lord, how is this going to work in my life? Who do you want me to be a blessing today? That was one of the things that I started when I started to what I call partner with God to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. I would just say, Lord, you've blessed me to be a blessing. Who do you want me to be a blessing to today? And I would just wait. And if he put someone's name or a picture, you know, in my mind's eye, I would then pray about that or pray about that person or, and it would be amazing how these things, again, your life follows your focus. And so um, it's fun. It's a fun, wild, wondering with God is what I call it. It's just um, learning how to, learning how to um, be one with him. Yeah. Well, and that's brilliant. You have a way with words, Lori. That that is just like <laughs> that is brilliant. I mean, it's just awesome. So I really appreciate you you sharing with us today on that. And I'm looking forward to the next time when we're talking about that. Other thing. But uh, <laughs> I encourage everybody. Lori's website's on the on the video there. It's also in the description of this video, LoriKSnyder.com. I encourage you to go there, subscribe to her podcast. Your pod. Can you share a little? Well, before they do, I just want to tell people. That podcast is amazing. You, you, all of these insights, all of this, this, this brilliant way that you phrase things and explain it and break it down and make it simple, you share on your podcast. So can you tell people a little bit more about your vision for the podcast and, and how it came about? Yeah, really, it was something that had been on my heart for a long time. And I was going to do it with my husband, but because of his travel schedules, it was just too hard. And the Lord just said, Lori, it's time. Just take that step of faith. And it has been a journey for sure. But I want to help people really go deeper in having a personal relationship with the Lord and have them activate his promises and really be empowered with purpose. And we were created on purpose, with purpose, for purpose. And that is one vehicle that I do to help people grow. And I ask questions and I have activation. So it's not just a how to, you know, mm-hmm. step by step, but really helping them. I call them like mini mentoring sessions a lot of times where helping them at least start that journey. And it's been real fun to, to see that. Um, and I have that. And then I do have a free live workshop next okay. uh, Wednesday, which is September 7th. Mm-hmm. And if someone is wanting to know, how do I receive God's best for me? How do I live in that life in abundance? John 10 talks about, and really it comes down to believing and receiving and then activating it. And so I'm going to have a free workshop for that. Okay. So, yeah. So it's a, well, it's and, a really- and you, what, what we didn't share was the name of your podcast, which I think sums up oh. everything you just said. Created to thrive. Created to thrive, so, exactly. Yeah, God, and it comes back from Genesis that we were created in God's image to have dominion here on the earth, to thrive um, spiritually, personally, emotionally, relationally, financially, physically, every aspect of life. And so that's what uh, the heart of the podcast is, is helping that's, people yeah. grow and thrive. So so I encourage you, go to Lori's website, lauriecasenatter.com. Subscribe to our podcast. You know, if you sign up to to be part of that workshop next week, and and you will be blessed because Lori, you and Fred both are, are a tremendous blessing. Thank you, Chris. Likewise, you and Lisa. <laughs> would you please pray for folks that they would experience 
this heart of God, the, 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 the heart of the, the Trinity um, as they're moving forward in their walk with the Lord. Yeah, sure. My pleasure. Well, Father God, I thank you for this time and I thank you for Chris's heart to have this available for people to grow in their knowing of who you are. And Lord, I ask that you reveal all three aspects of who you are to them, that they would know your loving kindness in such a deep and profound way that will not only touch them and transform their lives, but then transform those that are in their sphere of influence. And I thank you, Father, that it's your goodness that you want, that we are conduits of your love and your goodness. So as we were freely received from you, we can freely receive or give to other people. And so I pray that people have an encounter with all three aspects of who you are so they will understand they were created in your image in your likeness to have dominion here on the earth that they are above and not beneath that you are so for them and so i just thank you father for your kingdom advancing today all for your glory in jesus name amen amen, amen.